You're listening to the Talking True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Paravalos. Your one stop for what it is in the NBA today. Welcome back to another episode of the Talking True Hoops podcast here with Robert Schlatter and Nick Paravalos. Here to talk more NBA action for week 10 of Talking True Hoops. Nick, are we ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. We had a good week in basketball, a lot of injuries. Let's get right into it. Yeah, ready to jump in. We're actually on our break right now, but we're still coming to you with some great uh, podcast action on the Talking True Hoops podcast. So we're we're away uh, on break, but we're still we're still coming with some heavy NBA action talk. Um, so we're gonna jump right into it with Kristaps uh, Porzingis has another injury. Um, Nick, he left Thursday's game against the Nets with an ankle injury. The dude's been like it's it's been kind of like a what's that game called? The operation. Yeah. Operation where the, like you just yeah you just have different issues. Yeah, you just have different issues with him everywhere on his body. It's just he's got an ankle injury. Got all I'm going to pull up his his injury list actually. There it, it's pretty extensive he of is. what he's had. He's fragile. He's very fragile. So <laughs> you know what? The only thing I could picture, Rob, is a picture of like a unicorn with like a cast on its leg. Yeah, or maybe on the horn. Yeah, <laughs> I, the unicorn just gets injured a lot. He's had a sore left. Uh, I'm just running through what he's had: a sore left knee, sore ankle, low back tightness, sprained left ankle, illness, sore back, left t- left thigh contusion, sprained right ankle, illness, sore left Achilles, sore Achilles, left groin injury. Right shoulder, left leg, illness, sore foot. So those are those are all, all of his career injuries. Oh, son of a! That's gonna leave a mark. So, I have my opinion on his game and everything like that, but the you, I'm just gonna put that to the side right now and my feelings towards him and the Knicks. You just gotta be very concerned with this guy if you're a huge Knicks fan and looking at their future because this is a huge issue last year he missed about I think around 35 games and he just has a a difficulty with staying on the court and that that injury history in only three years three seasons is like very like concerning for the Knicks and you need he needs to show some consistency with staying on the court and you know there's other bigs that out there that have injuries right now like Joel Embiid has an injury history Nikola Jokic has a history we're going to talk about Gobert later but i feel like those guys have a little more element to their game that can kind of that i i believe that's push it not Gobert but i believe like Embiid and Jokic in my mind are better than Porzingis and really well, Porzingis Kate, he could at least shoot a little yeah you know? but i kind of see him though as mostly just the mostly as just a shooter but because when he, he is a shooter, he is a shooter. He's a seven-three shooting guard. But it's very concerning for him and the Knicks going forward that he has such injury issue. Like this is just crazy. Yeah, your best, your best like move is to stay available and be on the court. And Porzingis clearly hasn't done that within the last like three years of his career. Yeah, but you know, Kristaps, he may be he may be injured on the court, but the man's winning on the Instagram. In the DM he is with, Jen, with Instagram models. Jen Settler, I think Seltzer, it is. Right? Settler, yes, so, yeah, yes. that was making some huge <laughs> headlines with him. I mean, he was. Uh, I think it was, it was the game before the Lakers, and yeah. I think he he was he he hit her with a follow, and then he hit her with a, like a bunch of likes on on her pictures, yep. and then she came back 
with a picture of her and on like some bench posing real uh yeah with the unicorn yeah emoji. real nice and she had she said <laughs> she said uh my new favorite emoji so porzingis yeah. I, I don't know if you can make a maybe he's getting a little action she was at the game or he was at the game <laughs> he was at the uh, she said that she was at the game against the lakers so porzingis has got a little a little side side thing going on there, but I mean the injury history for him is just it's really concerning, and his game is it he doesn't even play like a big, which is kind of crazy, no. and he's having these injuries like mostly when you see big like Embiid, Embiid plays real big, he plays in the post, and that those kind of players usually get foot injuries or ankle or knee injuries and everything like that, exactly, bigger, bigger right. guys, but he's a guy that brings it out around the three point line, and he's still having these injuries, and it's it's just extremely concerning. And, you know, I say what he says about his game. I say he's a 7-3 shooting guard. When he feels a little resistance in the post, he's not a great post player. He'll only look to turn around and shoot a jump shot over a smaller guy. When he feels resistance, he can't do anything else. And he's very, honestly, I think he's extremely uncoordinated. But that's besides the fact. This guy can't stay on the court. He's The Knicks really need to look at this. And sh- I, I think... If you shut him down for a long period of time, because everything is just like popping up all of a sudden. Like he had an an- he has an ankle injury this week. Then he had like a sore left knee last like two weeks ago. It's just I don't know if they should shut him down or something. Like, but they need to give him like a long rest period. You know. Listen, well, you, you know, you got to see what how serious the ankle injury is because ankle injuries, you know, they could re reoccur over time as well. Yeah. You know. I, I, you know, I could remember Brooke Lopez being that fragile big man, but somehow in the last couple of years he changed that around and was a very he stayed healthy on the court. So hopefully Porzingis could turn it around. Maybe he needs surgery somewhere. Maybe oh, maybe I... the long extended break could help him. I mean, I'm not really sure. Once again, this how severe the injury is. Yeah, I. You really got to look at that, and then you see, you know, he ha- he just has so many of these injuries it's just crazy to see with him and it's going to be tough for the Knicks although they got the win against the Thunder the other day uh tonight yeah well the Thunder Thunder have their their struggles triple overtime back-to-back game true we're going to talk about that we're going to we're going to save that for later talk about the the weekly games but he tonight they're playing against the Hornets not sure on the road not sure if he's going to play but he missed the the game against the Thunder and then he missed I think he came out in the second quarter against the Nets and then the big, you know, what's that? What's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? And they shut him down for a while. So they it's they beat a, the Nets though. They did they did beat the Nets, so <laughs> yeah. Somehow so, they keep winning. They, they like winning they, and they, yeah, like, they're My, Michael Beasley Michael Beasley <laughs> yeah, has Beasley. stepped in very nicely and Michael Beasley, low key, you don't think I'm crazy for saying this with Porzingis on the team, but even though I think he is one of, if not the most talented player on that team, like you no, may I'm think not, I'm I don't crazy. Think he's crazy at all. He's a, that's why he's a former number two overall pick. Exactly. He's just got something in between he's his ears. Something, him, yep. something in between his ears that just isn't right. No, because if you're only using ten percent of your brain, you don't even know that you're using ten percent of your brain. But now he's kind of. I think it's the same situation well, with like when we got J.R. Smith. The Knicks got J.R. Yeah, Smith a while ago. Yeah. He was kind of in the same boat of like he never could get his head straight, not never could get, you know, it all together. And then he comes to the Knicks, and then he kind of well, like settles in. And then like Jr. eventually left the Knicks to go get more success against the Cavs, but or with the Cavs. Well, so Rob, Rob, remember Beasley 
did he say he he considers himself up there with like the Kevin Durant? He said he's the left-handed mellow, which he he busted mellow. mellow. He busted he busted mellow. Thirty points to Mellow's twelve that Mellow didn't even score in the second half. So, I that's crazy. But back to I always, always like Beasley, but I felt like his off the, he has a little he has a lot. He of had he I think him. yeah he had a lot of uh, I believe drug issues and stuff. He's so that kinda, yeah. He's outspoken too, but. He stepped in nicely, and, and that's the thing, too, with Porzingis out. Por- Beasley has played really well when Porzingis has been out. I rem- he scored 30 against the Rockets when Porzingis didn't play. So, Knicks fans, even though they're going to go crazy if Porzingis is out, it's not really that big of a deal if he is because you got Beasley to plug in there. Obviously, you're going to miss his offense and everything and the star player and all that. But really, uh, his blocks, yes, he's a good... I, I I say he's a glorified defender in the respect that he just gets blocks because he's seven foot three and he's not really a good low post defender and when he guards smaller guys he can't do anything, but he is okay. a good blocker, being a seven footer, if that is much to say about that. But Beasley stepping in, I don't think it should be a real big issue if they shut him down for a while and really make sure he's fine and make sure because this guy is supposed to be here for the long haul. So let's not allow him to. For you know, suffer a further more injuries and you know mess up yeah, another part of his body and make the operation go like he he is he's just the operation guy on the on the little uh little little game you know he's got issues everywhere true. so you got to check him out you got to make sure he's okay Rob do you see and do you see the Knicks making the like going anywhere this year no no nah. so like I they're so, three games above five hundred right health. now. Protect them. Protect them. He's in for the long haul too. I, it's exactly just, what we talked about last week with Devin Booker. Yeah, exactly. You know? And Pete and you know Knicks fans are gonna say, "Well, we're three games above 500." It's like, what oh. happened? What happened last year? Like that's nothing. The fact that you're above three, you can. They have a road trip in January where they're I think on the road for about eight games. I and they have only won two road games this year. The one against the Nets and I think one earlier in the year. I, <laughs> I don't even remember. The cross the river so, battle. Yeah. So that's nothing. To be like, you know, we're going to come out there and we're going to win a bunch of games on the road. No, 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 no. You haven't shown that you've been able to do that. You have to do it before, you know, you can say, oh, you know, we're going to make the playoffs. Let's see what is able to develop with this team later in the year because they fell off last year in January, too. So we got to see how they're able to show some consistency throughout the year and not just fall off. So. That's that's the deal with Porzingis. I think they should really just shut him down for a while. Not for the season, obviously, because it doesn't it, unless it's really serious. It doesn't look like it's too serious. But they should just shut him down, kind of regroup, get him healthy, and then continue there. Let's uh, let's move on to Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward you know, we got taking the taking the walking boot off. I remember uh, a couple weeks ago, the man was shooting in the gym in the. On right, the chair, sitting down or something. On, on the, the chair. chair, yeah, you're sitting down, so taking. Now you got rid of the walking boot. Uh, I'm. If I was a Boston Celtics fan, I'd be a little concerned actually, and how quick his recovery has been. Yeah, that that was such a severe injury once again. Like, like when what's his timetable for return? Is he going to be back by the end of the year? Like, I, I, I don't know. They really Boston shouldn't rush rolling, him back. So yeah, they shouldn't rush him. They really shouldn't rush him back. He had a he had a quote where he said, uh, I'm trying to get back as fast as I can. It all depends on how I heal and taking it day by day, goal by goal. We'll see what happens. And they don't know what the exact timetable is. And I'm just saying, do not rush him back. The Celtics are 
I believe right as of now, they're still in first place, which they should be. I'll double check that real quick. But I mean, Gordon Hayward they should are, not. Still in first place. They are still in first place. Okay. Yep. So there's no reason to rush this man back. He had it was, uh, it, by looking at what happened on screen, which was absolutely disgusting. It looked like a clean break. So it's it, they're nursing it back to health. This guy is signed, I believe, a four or five year contract. You have him for four or five years, not just this one year, because I still believe they're not beating Cleveland. So why rush him back? No, they're not going to beat Cleveland. They're not beating Cleveland. So. Don't rush him back. Keep him in the walk. Or well, I think he's in now like a brace out of the walking boot. He's still in like some kind of brace or whatever it is, and he, they just got to nurse him back to health correctly. Really, they should keep. They made the comparison when Paul George came back at the end of the year against the, or with the Pacers. I think he played in this. Did they? I believe they made the playoffs. Or, or, they did make the. They did make. No, they didn't make the playoffs. Over the Nets, right? The, yes, the Nets beat them, and the Nets made the playoffs. But Paul George also broke his his leg in June. Exactly. In to October. Yeah. So I really don't know what's up with that. Exactly. And and two, on that team that he came back, they were fighting for a playoff spot. I don't know how smart you would believe it to be to come back on a losing team. And, he, and Paul George came back and he didn't really shoot that well from the field. He was very rusty. Yeah. And, so, and two, it's like this team, you compare it, you take a team that was fighting for a playoff spot that was on the brisk of going, you know, being a an eighth seed or a seventh seed, and then you look at this team that's already got it locked up in the first seed, or at least the top. They're going to be top three at least. So you look at those two and you compare. It's like, why even bother the possibility of messing it up even more? And you see, it's just it doesn't make any sense for them to bring them back. And I think Danny Ainge is really smarter or is smart enough to know that to not rush it back cuz it's a long-term investment so they don't want to they don't want to mess it up. I would agree with you. And it it just they got to just keep them keep them healthy and, and you never know maybe they get as far as the Eastern Conference Finals and that gives them an an extra amount of time and then you're like, well, he had he went through the amount of time that was, you know, when the injury happened, how long it would take? I, I don't know. How how many months would it be by June? I have, I have no idea with that type of injury. I would say at least probably five, six months. Yeah. So if you I, – I don't know the exact if that's how long it was, but, you know, maybe you get him back for the Eastern Conference Finals and not rush him back, and then you're like, oh, we're, we got here, and then we can plug him in. Kind of like – uh, Rob. Yeah. You can't – you know, they, they have that chemistry going with that those players. Jalen Brown, Brown Smart, and, and Tatum. Tatum. So if you want to bring Gordon Hayward back, they've played how many? They've played like two minutes together, right? Yeah. Gordon Hayward. So I don't know if that's actually really if that's good for the team chemistry wise. I could see him coming back, maybe coming off the bench in the in the playoffs, but I wouldn't rush it. I'd take my time with him once again. Yeah, possibly though. I'll say I'm going to make a baseball comparison here. If you for all you baseball fans, Schwarber. Schwarber, yes. When they got him, and they took him, and they, I believe, when they played against the Indians, they like put him in as a DH. So even though yes, I'm do. not a fan of comparing sports and like doing that kind of deal, but it does kind of go together that when you get a guy later in the year that's coming back from an injury in an important game, say that they, this is still hypotheticals. If they make the Eastern Conference Finals, they could easily maybe lose to 
of I, mean, I highly doubt it, but they could lose in the first round. But we're just saying if they get far in the playoffs, the Boston Celtics, which they look like they are, if they get far in the playoffs, they can just plug them in like, you know, similar to what the Chicago Cubs did with a, a really talented hitter, and then they plug them in, and then he's able to make some kind of impact, even if they do what you said and put him on the bench and have him come off and get him what, like 10, 12 points or something like that. You know? Yeah, baseball is a lot different though than basketball. True, I'm, I you know? I said that, but I mean it's like it, it it it's not a bad idea to get a little more depth with a former All Star. No, you're right. And former, sure. I don't know if he, he made All NBA. Yeah, he could shoot. Shooter shooters can always be used in a playoff series, but yeah, I think it w- it wouldn't be a bad idea. But once again, same thing with what what we were talking about with Porzingis. Do not rush him back at all. You need to make sure. Everything's set in order because it's it's longer. It's more than just this season. It's more than just a couple games. It's you got to have them for the long haul. So, yeah. Yep. Let's go. Go Bear. Go Bear is out with an injury as well. A out for three to four weeks with a PCL injury. I think that's in his knee, which is like they got the MCL, the ACL. Now the PCL, I've never even heard of that it before they knee. said it. It's in his knee. It's in his knee. It's in his knee. So he was averaging. 11.6 points and nine, 19.6 rebounds, which is kind of crazy that he was averaging 19.6 rebounds. That's like, like wow, that's crazy. But uh, they're on the, they're in tied for like, the, or no, they're not tied. They are the ninth seed with 14 and 16 records. So they're hovering in the in the Western Conference, and it kind, he's only out for three to four weeks. So I don't think it should be a big issue. But once again, it's a big guy, so you have to kind of take more concern. Is this the second injury of the year for Go. Bear, I'm not yeah, too I feel like sure. He missed a couple games. Not sure. Hmm. I have to check that out. But I mean, it's they're third in the league in points allowed, so they're a really good defensive team. So they're gonna miss that from Gobert because he brings a lot to their defense because he averages 19.6 rebounds, which I believe defensive rebounding is a part of defense. You know, however your feelings are on that. But it's he brings a lot to their defense, and they're just a team that's hovering around the eighth seed and. You know, I don't know if they're going to – right now the Thunder are ahead of them, Pelicans are ahead of them, Denver Nuggets are ahead of them, which is kind of nice to see because they suffered a lot of injuries. Portland's ahead of them, and those are kind of the teams I could see them competing with. But um, it's not looking like they're going to be in the playoffs unless the Thunder just completely fall apart or the Pelicans fall apart and they can sneak in. But they're going to miss them for, for a good a good four weeks, but – it's not yeah, like he's out I, for a while or a, a long, long period of time, which would hurt them in the long run. The the only way I could see the Jazz continue to compete without him is if Donovan Mitchell keeps balling out, yeah. as well as you know Rodney Hood. Is Hood still there? Yeah, I mean Ricky Rubio. Yeah, Rodney Hood. Yeah, Ricky Rubio needs to needs to step up too because he's only been his like career average I believe is around eight assists or nine assists a game, and he's only averaging like three or four. So that may be in, in like what uh, having Donovan Mitchell in there, and he, he's taking a bigger step and kind of looking like the star of that team. But I mean, I think Ricky they need to get more contribution through Ricky Rubio being that. They signed him in free agency, I believe. They signed. They him. traded for him, I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. However they got him, they need him to make a bigger impact because he was a big acquisition that they wanted him to play yeah. 
really well. So, I mean, they're going to be a team that's hovering around and could possibly sneak into the playoffs. Realistically, I don't really see them making any. No, I don't see them making But Gobert, Gobert well. being out is huge, especially for fantasy purposes. If you got him for four weeks, it's not as bad as, say, uh, Paul, yeah, say as Paul Millsap being out for a while. That that kind of hurt me, but um, yeah, Gobert being out kind of, you know, down hurts your fantasy because he gets. I mean, the fact that he has nineteen point six rebounds per game is just out of this world. Like I, I got especially I, if you're playing like uh, categories in fantasy. That's huge. That's huge. I mean, I got to double check this real quick. I got to see if he is. Yeah, I don't. Nineteen rebounds. That's crazy. Oh, it was over. Okay, no, it was o- over. Correction, span, right? it was a, over the span of like two weeks. So he's averaging nine point six rebounds per game. Cause that right. I was, I looked at that, and I Rob. I saw that. I, I apologize. I saw that, and I was like, like, Wilt Chamberlain numbers. That, yeah, like that is literally guy. Wilt Chamberlain numbers. Like I was like, whoa. Okay, now that I got that clarified, I don't know. I have to go back and see what article that I was reading for that. It's probably something on ESPN. That just made it sound so confusing. He's averaging nine point six rebounds and eleven point six points per game. So, I that that's yeah that's that must have been a typo. But they're gonna miss him. It's gonna be tough for them to go out with uh without him. But I'm they're gonna like tread around being in the ninth seed. But it it is what it is with the the Jazz. They're not gonna do much. But Nick, going on to your most your your second favorite team. Will I say no, no? No, you absolutely nope, hate them. Oh nope. yeah, you know I absolutely hate the Toronto Raptors, but I will give them credit because they keep rolling. But can they keep it up? That They're nice that that home record, right? They they yeah. they'll win at home, but everything else they'll just you know they'll mess up. Yep, they keep winning at home. They are very competitive, but once again, regular season team in my opinion, Toronto Raptors cannot compete with Cleveland or Boston. I don't even think they can really compete with. Teams like uh, like Washington or anybody. I mean, Washington's kind of been struggling, but that's because they were yeah, without John. Yeah, even if the Bucks, like the Bucks, who they're, are they playing? In they're the always in the like third the, seat. Detroit. I, they I honestly the think they play the Knicks right now. Which, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's that is what it is. But I mean, looking at the other teams like Detroit, Indiana, um, and they could probably they could whoop the Knicks. Uh, Milwaukee, like those teams, I could see them really heading up more in the in the standings, and I could see them really beating up on the Raptors because the Raptors are a regular season team they're like the they're like the Kansas City Chiefs of the NBA like really they just like perform so well in the regular season and then once it comes down like Kyle Lowry will get injured or someone important will get injured on that DeMar DeRozan doesn't really get injured but he he balls out he's very good I will say DeMar DeRozan is their best player but they have they they lost so many players as well yeah, like, they, they've lost. Uh, I well, I mean Ibaka stepped in there. Valanciunas um, has played okay. He usually gets injured as well. Um, but they had, uh, I think, Podol, that guy that we said a while ago for the fantasy. He's been playing well. The the larger European guy, I think, like a seven footer. He's been playing really well. Uh, they had the a Brazilian guy. The Brazilian guy. Um, who else did they have on there? CJ Miles. CJ Miles stepped Sergi in there. Baca. But like. I don't see him going anywhere. Yeah, so twenty and eight. Congratulations, Toronto, number one home record. You yeah. know, wins, but like they're not going anywhere once again. It's no- typical Toronto basketball. Norman Powell's okay. <laughs> uh, Siakam has played well, but 
they get a lot of. I feel like they get a lot of these foreign players in there, and then they yeah, just, they have to because they're 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 they foreign. try to develop players. They're from their Canadian team, so it makes sense for them to have foreign. Who, who, I guess who want, I know Toronto apparently is a very like good city for people to go, but the free agents don't want to go to Toronto. No, I so don't. they try to they try to draft these foreign guys so that they can keep them. It's the same thing with a lot of other small market teams, like you saw Denver Nuggets with Jokic, or you saw. You know, Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis, they take risks on these international kids. Yeah. Hoping that they'll stay loyal because they gave them a chance. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like the Raptors just kind of like are just, they don't really, they're just like that team that just is always consistently good. Like they're well coached by Dwayne Casey and everything. And they're really fundamentally sound, but I just, they're not really going to. Wow! Anybody in the postseason? That's that's all. They're like no. they're 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 a good team at home that gets wins. Kyle Lowry plays really well together with Demar Derozan, but then something just doesn't click with them. That's that's just basically what it is with that squad. Yeah, I still think Dwayne Casey should have been fired after last year because you know what you're getting with that guy after so many as the last like four years in the playoffs. You're not going anywhere. Like so uh, like Marvin. What's the Lewis? point of keeping a coach like him? Yes, Marvin Lewis. But you know Doc Rivers again. I'm still on that man. He needs to get fired. Like Dwayne Casey also needs to get fired. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree. I mean, they. I. I feel like they'd get a job very quickly. But yes, they I, would get a job. But yeah, you know, like where they're at right now, they're not making any progressions with the teams that they got. Agreed. It's all what they've been able to do with their talent they, yeah, that they've had. You kind of they see what produced. they've. Yeah, it's it's the same thing with. Uh, although I think the the deal with. Golden State was, you know, when they had Mark Jackson and then they plugged in Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr did get them over the hump and win a championship, even though I don't really think Yeah, he's... exactly. So it, exactly what you're talking about. They, they got the players in, in there, and they just need kind of a culture change or a new voice to kind of... Sometimes that works, so I think that could, that could do a lot for... I mean, the Clippers are just kind of messed up completely, but I think with the Raptors, because they have a lot of good pieces in place, even though I'm not as confident in Kyle Lowry as... Maybe I don't know. I don't think a lot of people are very confident with Kyle Lowry in the postseason from what he's shown. I think that one time against Cleveland when they dropped the first two games, at, uh, I don't know. They were at Cleveland and then they he like dropped. I don't know if you remember this. They dropped the first two games and Kyle Lowry played absolutely terrible. And then he came out the next two games and played out of his mind. It was the game where like yeah, that's they what saw, he does though. Yeah, so he's just he's just up and down with and that. That's just what the that's just what the Raptors are. So. I don't really see them going far. They'll stay. They'll stay. They'll stay steady at that three or four seed, and they'll uh, they'll they'll maybe get to the second round, and then probably get bounced by Cleveland or Boston. So that's just the way right. it's going to go. So we had some. I agree. So we had some good uh, some good performances or returns around the association. Not really. Yeah, around yeah. the association. Not really like the, we had returns mostly just basically Mello going back to New York and Paul George going back to Indiana. Both of them played. We'll just say it. They played like garbage. Melo came out pretty good. He scored. He only scored twelve for the game. I mentioned it before while talking about Porzingis. He scored twelve in the first first half, and then didn't score at all in the second half. So obviously they lost. Michael Beasley scored thirty points and outplayed Melo. The lefty Melo outplayed the regular Melo. And then we look at Paul George, and we'll take a look at his box score. They they won an. Uh, th- the they OKC the OKC won that game. They won in thrilling fashion with a 100 to 95. I believe Russell Westbrook had another triple double, if I'm not mistaken. 
17, 12, and 10. Of course, he had a triple-double. It's Mr. Triple-Double, Russell Westbrook. And in hey, the, he doesn't care about stats, shooting percentage. All he cares about is wins. True, true, true. Paul George uh, played 33 minutes, had two rebounds, five assists, three steals. Of course, he gets a lot of steals because he's basically why they're so defensively just like sound this year. Like he he's played out of his mind on the defensive end and he only scored 12 points. So, and they booed the absolutely just booed him so bad in Indiana because of the way he left. Yeah. He left. He basically said, I don't want to come back and I have no interest in re-signing with Indiana. So that kind of ticked them off and really, and Mello got a good, good, uh, good return. He, after the tip, though, they kind of booed the hell out of him. But that's pre- New York, baby. yeah, that's New York. One, they'll give you, they'll show you a little love, and then they'll kill you on the other end. But of course, Melo came back and didn't really play too well, and Paul George didn't play well. So you know, that's kind of shaky on them. But then I gotta say, with the OKC losing to New York, like you mentioned, it OKC played a three three overtime, a back to back, and they they played an extra quarter of basketball and a th- thrilling. Uh, game of three overtimes against the Sixers, which is, that game was absolutely wait Rob crazy. Yeah, Rob, before we go to the before we go to OKC and Sixers, I wanted to say that you see this a lot with like players that go back to their like former teams that drafted them and stuff. I feel like a lot of them try to force a lot of shots because they want to you know they want to show, show that show them up show up like but that's that's why they're. They don't have such great performances because I feel like they're not going with the game, the flow of the game. They're just trying to yeah. get their own, just to be like, "Oh, look what you, look what I left you guys. Yeah. You, know, you guys miss me now because I dropped twenty on you." But no, that's that's it, uh, yeah, I yeah, that's, that's just the problem. The, they're kind of just you know going out there and trying to show up their team. But the I gotta say that that the Sixers OKC game was crazy. Game Andre Roberson so what could have ended yeah oh game of the year so far for sure and then Roberson uh, just kind of missed the layup in the second overtime and it wouldn't have been over he got I mean Van, Van Gundy he on the did. broadcast was like oh he got fouled like yeah he got hit in the he, did, you, you got to make your layups make your layups that should have been an and one it, you got to make your layup but Joel Embiid was getting in the face of Melo and they were going crazy and it was just, the Sixers were just hyped Philly was hyped and then Westbrook just came down and and uh, did his magic and found found Roberson to then make the winning layup of the game. So they ended up winning, and then they lost to New York the next day. And the thing with OKC once again, they just they got too much ISO ball. As much as I you know I say that it's going to help them in the postseason, and they'll they'll be fine. It's, it's but bad. It, it, it's, it's bad ISO basketball. Yeah, it's just they they look you know Westbrook. I think just has to. He's still doing too much. I feel like he, like he's trying to do too much for that team. And Paul George and Melo just they got their own things that they have to deal with. And Melo's been strug- they're both struggling with their shooting percentage, as you said. Russell Westbrook's trying to get up the shooting percentage, and that's what he's been caring about. But OKC, it was, uh, I'll tell you what, it was an entertaining week of basketball to watch with them, and it's just kind of like a roller coaster with them. It's crazy. Yeah, right. I feel like it's a roller coaster just watching Russell Westbrook play. Oh, yeah. Get the rebound, runs, just slams it down on the Look, other side. It was so funny. Love Brody. It was so funny when he was like, looked at Embiid and was like, bye bye, go home. And then Embiid's well, like, I, I am home. Him. Yeah, I mean. I don't blame I don't blame Russell Westbrook for doing that because when Stephen Adams fouled out, Embiid was celebrating, like waving him off. I was telling him to go home. <laughs> you know, he was talking mess to Steve O, fouled out, waving. 
to the crowd, which is unnecessary. Waving the Tebow bye. Oh, but you gotta yeah, love yeah. Joe. You gotta love Joe. He's he's the boy. Embiid is like. I wish I, I would have shot that three times. That uh, I guess we would have had a better chance of uh, actually winning the game. But you know, he told me to go home, man. This is my home, man. I ain't going nowhere. He's great for basketball. He's so yeah, he keeps everybody entertained, right? Yeah, I mean he does. He he can aggravate some people, but he he is what he is really good for the game. So. I think he he's gonna be he's gonna be a star for a while, you know. Bearing injury, hopefully Rob, he stays healthy. But what I will say that's the most minutes he's ever played. Oh and yeah, that I was surprising. Sixers, if I was the Sixers, they should have pulled him out because he was not helping the team. Like he was exhausted. <laughs> did you see him running yeah. up and down the court? At the he end did. Of the game? He made some big buckets though. He made that block. End. Yes. And yeah. He made some buckets, but like he was. Tired. Yeah, they should have poss- <laughs> possibly should have possibly should have switched them out a couple times, but yeah, those those were some good games with OKC, and then we had the Lonzo versus LeBron matchup, and Lonzo had some. Before LeBron we go got, there, let's go about Spurs and Rockets. Oh, okay, okay, Spurs and Ro- Spurs absolutely got manhandled by the well, Rockets. They came back a little bit. They Rockets won one twenty four to one oh nine against the Spurs, but I mean James Harden and. and Chris Paul are absolutely crazy good. Like they're playing out of their minds. So Rob, what we you said you're like Rockets are good last week, and I was like, all right, we'll see how they do against the Warriors. But they are they are good. Yeah, like I was watching the game, and they they are actually legitimate. I th- I I'd say so. They're just they're playing. They're really, number one in the really, West right now. Number one in the West. Harden had 28. Chris Paul had 28 in that game. He had eight. Uh, Chris Paul had eight assists. Harden had steals? six assists. Steals. Chris Paul had Paul, seven steals. Yeah. James Harden had go. two. So that they just played. I think the like by the second half they were up like fifty five to like twenty six or something. And I was like, I did not expect this from the Spurs to get absolutely whopped by 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 the Rockets. But that system has got is working really well for them, and it's going to continue. I think. And maybe they're maybe they'll end up getting the first. Team. And they're playing really good defense, and those shooters are, are making shots. Ryan Anderson had a slow start, but he's playing well now. And I think though Capella is having injury troubles, which may hurt them. But I remember seeing an article about Capella is like he's balling out. Yeah, he's balling out. But Capella is like doing what Dwight they needed Dwight Howard to do a while ago, which is you know yeah right fair point fair point and. I mean, they're, the Rockets. What what else can you say? They're doing really well in the regular season. Hopefully, we can see them. Can I want? I can't wait for them to match up against the Warriors. I'm not. I do they play? No, Warriors play the. No, they play the on. Cleveland. They play on they play Cleveland camp, on on Christmas. I thought they would, but I can't wait for that matchup whenever that is, because they yeah. just Rob. I I tweeted it out on our account, so everybody uh, follow us on Twitter. And Instagram, yeah, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Talking True Hoops. But PJ Tucker is officially, in my opinion, the grandfather now, and he's taken over, away from Tony. Over Allen. Tony Allen, yeah, he's been playing, right. yeah, very well. He's been playing very well. That team is defensively. I love that guy. Yeah, he's, he's just he's just a a grinder. I mean, it just he the whole team is just playing really well, and he he brought in an, him and Chris Paul because they're defensively minded players. First, I believe. Well, Chris Paul is kind of on the offensive end; he is a pass first kind of guy, but he is really at his core defensive. And yeah, he's very good with steals. And 
that's just helped out their team grow much better and they're just they're just absolutely crushing teams and it's just crazy to see how well they're playing because i i was very skeptical of chris paul and james harden going in but apparently they're you know they're gonna possibly be the first seed at least i think they're gonna be top three at least Uh, maybe they'll fall off and golden state may go on a run but they're playing really well so maybe we'll see if it continues back to lonzo versus lebron that was a interesting game to say the Lakers kind of held in there for a while the Cavaliers prevailed 121 to 112 and Lonzo had 13 points two steals 11 assists and eight rebounds so he showed up really well I think LeBron had a triple double if I'm not mistaken let's see here yeah, I think he did 25 12 and 12 so LeBron showed out really well too so that was an entertaining game just to see because Lonzo was like oh LeBron's my favorite player and you know the, all the hype around Lavar talking, real uh, some smack towards towards LeBron. I guess earlier about I don't remember his kids or whatever. But LeBron really respects Lonzo. And then LeBron got a little 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 upset because I think ESPN recorded the audio of him saying yeah, he what he said to after the game when they were like talking with their shirts over their mouths. And he said, uh, "Find your zone and just stay the f locked in." Uh, the media is going to ask what I told you told you right now but so what be just be aggressive every single day it's white noise that's all it is all right and it's just like lebron got all mad about the media record which is you know (laughs) i mean i don't know what else he expects like i of course they're gonna try and get you talking like if you make a i mean he didn't really make a scene but he kind of makes a scene when he walks over to the guy making a bunch of headlines and you are a guy that makes headlines and he just goes over to have a conversation so i don't know really what he expects you know you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so, uh, I will say that the Lakers had no, I feel like, had no chance of beating the Cavs. You know, talent always wins out. And obviously, Cleveland has better talent and better players. Yeah. Also, LeBron James is much better than Lonzo. But I, I do see how Lonzo Ball, you know, looked up to LeBron. And if you look at their game, Lonzo does incorporate, like, try to find his teammates yeah, as has, much as LeBron. He has, yeah, he has a lot of elements that LeBron uses in his game. Yeah, obviously he's not as athletic as LeBron, or like a freak. Physical freak. Like, yes, but shooting-wise, I mean, LeBron hasn't really shot that well until this year. He has a career high, like 42% from the three. Mm-hmm. And Lonzo, you know, he could get there with shooting. So They both have, overall, wonky, they both have wonky jump shots. LeBron's was, jump shot is gross. It was an gross. entertaining game, too. Yeah, it was an entertaining game, which was really – I think Brooke Lopez played pretty well, your boy. Brooke Lopez, let's see. I don't know. He may it may have been another game. No, he only had eight he points. Had, he only he had, had eight a, points and one rebound. That's not what you need. My boy. But he had that he had that signature rip Brooke Lopez rip move on Kevin Love off the glass. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean ball. Um back to Lonzo though. I watched their ball in the family season two. Yeah. He's been dropping. You know. Lonzo, he took. I saw it after the first game. He does take his losses very seriously. Like the man loves to win. Yeah. Well, he comes off as like a mellow guy that you wouldn't think that really cares, like the way he plays yes. his game. And but he, I, I feel like he does. Like his dad kind of just covers him up a little bit, even though. His. Yeah. Lonzo is one of those guys. He he just, he doesn't talk. He's very quiet, but he does care about his fans and the people around him, and he wants to win really badly. So you know, it's good to see that. I will say that LeVar Ball in 
like the front row next to Spike Lee against the Knicks. It was honestly great. That was so like just that was hilarious. Like that was great when he, when he went up for that dunk <laughs> and he he got yeah. the, he caught the alley oop and Lavar's like just stands up and looks behind at the Garden crowd and was like talking wild spicy and I was like well, yo well, I was like Zoe, oh my god Lonzo had like three buckets in a row and he just constantly kept standing up. I would have liked to see Lavar wear a Lakers yellow big baller brand shirt. Yeah, he was he wearing a, a I think red. he was wearing come a bright on. red shirt, so he was yeah, trying to stand on, out and he he dapped up Spike bright Lee. Yellow. A bright yeah. yellow would have been much better. <laughs> yeah, he dapped up Spike Lee and they were talking back and forth. So it was cool to see. It was a, it was honestly probably one of the most entertain I'd say so far the most entertaining week of basketball of games and storylines so far. So yes. it it was a good week. It was a good week. So now we're going to head into Nick's segment of your fantasy studs and bums of the week, Nick. You getting big fantasy bang or got a big fantasy bust? Here's Nick with this week's studs and bums. All right. We got a fantasy stud. Let's start it off. We'll go out to Milwaukee. 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 It's not Giannis. It's Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton is a baller, right? Yeah, he's playing he's really well 20 now. Twenty points, twenty points, five rebounds, and five assists in thirty-seven minutes. Okay, minutes are a lot, but the man has been averaging twenty. The Bucks, he's been he's been that second guy in the Bucks. They've been balling. You know, once Jabari comes back, we might see a little dip in the numbers. But right now, he is the the second option. Yeah, and I'd, you know, try to I guess. I would say try to pick him up if he's available, which I doubt. But I guess oh, trade no. for him. Well, no, the right he's definitely he's definitely not available because the man's averaging twenty points. I bet he's like owning like almost like ninety five percent of leagues. Is, but but you know, I'm still he's averaging. No, he's a guy that you definitely want if looking forward. He's gonna have a good week, and you definitely want to keep him in your lineup if maybe you do like lock in for for a week, or maybe obviously if it's daily, then it doesn't really matter. But he's averaging twenty point three points. Uh, 1.3 steals, 4.5 assists, and 5.4 rebounds. So he in in 37 minutes. So he's playing just really good basketball along with Giannis. So he's a guy that maybe you can, if you want to make a Amen. shot at someone to, if you want to trade him or probably probably trade for him and get maybe give like two guys up to kind of medium level guys because he's kind of he's kind of blossoming into a, a pretty big star i can see him possibly his, being an all-star in the future and maybe even this year if he can if he can yeah, continue well, to play well if he starts knocking down more threes because i know he's averaging uh two threes per game if he starts knocking down wide open threes because he does shoot a lot of threes he, he could be even more dangerous he could be averaging close to 25 26 points per game exactly so, you know he's a guy to look at and that's why i think he's a stud he's been balling out got to give him the recognition that he deserves Yes. So let's move on to my opinion, probably the sixth man of the year so far in Tyreek Evans. On that Memphis team though? Points. On that Memphis team? Yeah. He's okay, been well, playing he's been showing out think? on a garbage team, but you know, it's okay. Tyreek Evans, you know, nineteen points, five rebounds, four assists. Players like this though, sixth man Rob, you get you see them get traded at the deadline. Oh yeah. Williams, Tyreek is Tyreek is Jamal probably gone. Get moved. So you could see Tyreek Evans move into a team that actually has playoff you know, potential, but yeah. Even nineteen points. That's some. That's, that's good. That's something I you like got to take take into account. Then. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like his rookie year. <laughs> yeah, back to that crazy year in uh, 
in Sacramento when they thought he was then when they thought he was going to be like I don't know who they were comparing him to, but they were like this guy's a future All Star, and then he just Memphis. Went, went, He's a Memphis man. Yeah. Maybe they were comparing him to Derrick Rose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's go. Let's turn it off to the bums. You know, our first bum, hundred million dollar man in the offseason, Otto Porter Jr. Come on, man. He's only averaging fourteen points a game. Yeah. In thirty minutes, that's that's sad. Four, fourteen. Since John Wall's been out. Fourteen. Yeah, that's what I think too. Six point eight rebounds, one point eight assists, um, one point five steals. Porter. He's just got to. He's got to step up. He's kind of expected to get a bigger role with that huge contract, and. You know, I think to too. It's hurt. Guy. Yeah, it's hurt. It's hurt him because John Wall's been gone, and he generates a lot of offense for him. But I mean, now that John Wall's back, he may sh- start to show some more life in his game. But you know, for this week, I wouldn't really take a. You know, if you're doing like uh, weekly fantasy on DraftKings or something, I definitely wouldn't look at Otto Porter Jr. because like he, you got to see the way he developed so far. But he's still a guy that I expect him to be fine and step up and. Later, late in later weeks and later in the season, be fine. But this week, yeah, I, it's kind of kind of tough. I expect them to be be a lot better than this. At least averaging eighteen points, eighteen to twenty points, in my opinion, would be a number three option in Washington. But you know, 14, 14 points. Hopefully, he improves it. I'm a big Auto Porter fan, actually, coming out of Georgetown. I yeah. think he should he should become better. You know, the Brooklyn Nets gave him that five year, a hundred and something million contract, so Washington could match, which they had to. So this is their guy. This is their third mm-hmm. option with Beal and Wall, and I want to see him take the next step, and I want to see him, you know, show up in his fifth year in the NBA. So come on, Otto. Yeah, although there is an upside possibly this week. He's playing the Pelicans, the Nets, and Orlando. So I don't. No, he'll drop twenty against the Nets. He, yeah, the Nets. The Nets will be his one game of the week, but the Pelic against the Pelicans and the Magic, he kind of concerns me. I don't know the Pelicans. I don't. Yeah, he's right. just, I don't really, not a lot of confidence with the Porter. You know, another bum I got, Wes Matthews, on a terrible Dallas team, should be averaging more than 12 points in 35 minutes, and only three rebounds, three assists. That is absolute garbage, and that's why he is a bum. Garbage? All right. Yeah, I, I, yep. Wes Matthews, he signed, he signed that big contract, too, and they... He did, too. They play, they have a pr- kind of a tough schedule this, well... With the exception of two teams, they play Phoenix, Detroit, Miami, and Atlanta. Uh, Miami and Detroit are good. Yeah, good. Miami and Detroit are solid teams. Phoenix and Atlanta, he could have a showout game, but he doesn't really have a bigger because like the thing with the Mavericks is they just they plug in a bunch of different guys, so they're like yeah they do. So Wes Matthews, you can't really rely on the fact that he's going to be the focal point because they got like they put in. Yogi Ferrell, and then they put in J.J. Barea, and then they have Harrison Barnes has a big night, or maybe Dirk may step up. So, like, they're, like, everywhere. There's no one consistent performer on that team. No, but, you know, just to see in 35 minutes, he's only averaging 12 points. Yeah, I would see him as, like, a guy that should be up around 16 or 17, but I believe he's had injury history, so that would have been something that, that hurt him. Yeah. Yep. So those are those are uh, Nick's studs and bums of the week. That is it for this episode of the Talking True Hoops podcast. Once again, thank you for listening. Definitely subscribe on iTunes, rate and review us on iTunes. Hit us up with the follow on Twitter, Instagram. Hit us with some questions, anything like that. 
If you want to say why we're wrong about our opinions on the topic, feel free. We'll just come right back at you and win why you're wrong. Nah, just kidding. But um, we'll, we'd love to have a dialogue. So definitely hit us up on those social medias. Nick, you want to say what, uh, say uh, peace out to the yeah, peace out to the people. The final week. out. Yeah, final thought. Yeah. All right, we got some we got some big games this week. We also have Christmas coming up. Christmas games Christmas coming up. Done. Yes. And we got a little Christmas game preview coming up before Christmas. Coming soon. We got a okay. we got a Christmas Day preview coming soon, so that should be fun to talk about those games. So thank you once again for listening to the Talking Troops podcast. Once again, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It is with the follow at Talking Troops. Thank you, and we will see you next week. Be sure to join Rob and Nick for the next Talking True Hoops podcast.